Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Um, you know, we're going to shift gears now. One of the things that I want to talk more about on Coast View is the very serious drug problem that is happening in America today. We read, I think, a lot about the opioid crisis, the fentanyl crisis, other aspects. We talk about policy as it relates to drug use. We worry about people who are, who are in jail that are folk, that are there because of their involvement in drugs in some way or another. Uh, it's something we really need to talk more about. In Mississippi, there's a crisis. And I'm really pleased to have as my next guest, Angela Millette. Is it Millette, Angela? Is that my, saying, am I saying your last name Matt, correctly? It's Mallet. Mallet. Okay, thank you. Angela Mallet. I asked before we started the show, but she's director of outreach for an organization called End It for Good. Um, and we'll t- she has an interesting story. I, as I mentioned, uh, we talk a lot about resiliency on this show, and she's had uh, she's had moments in her life that have been very challenging, and she's bounced back. She's very resilient, and now she's giving so much back to bring an awareness to. The, the challenges that we face in society today around around this problem. Um, so, Sarah, good morning to you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I said Sarah, and I just got off. I just you just got done with with Sarah. But, but Angela, you know, tell me about. We're, we're gonna just give me a quick review on end it for good, and then we're gonna take a step back a little bit and talk a little bit more about your story. But what is end it for good? So, end it for good is a Mississippi-based nonprofit. And, and our mission is to educate the communities around Mississippi on the harms from our drug war policies. You know, we want to see a, a Mississippi where there are more families thriving, more, less crime in our communities, and less harm from criminal responses to drugs. So End It For Good was born in 2019, and now we're a team of five, and we're located in on the coast in Hattiesburg and in Jackson. Where you've, you've become a leader. Um, um, you, you, you're now a member of the Governor's Opioid Task Force, and you have other roles that you're playing. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot to learn about the situation that we face today and what we need to do about it. So we're going to come back to that in just a second. You went... To Ole Miss, you got an engineering degree, and I was really, really pleased to read that you were involved in a recovery effort. I was publisher of the Sun-Herald at the time mm-hmm. and a vice chairman of the recovery effort where Governor uh, Barber worked really closely with him. In fact, I wrote the forward to his book, America's oh, Great Story, nice. Hurricane Katrina. But, um, but, and then you, you spent some time in Jackson. You're back now on the coast. But tell me a little bit about your story and, and where, you know, wh- where, what happened during um, the part of your story that created the need to become more resilient. Yeah, so so the short story of my version, I, I grew up here on the Gulf Coast. I was born and raised in Jackson County, and uh, my family is here. I graduated from Van Cleve High School, and then off to Ole Miss I went and got a, de- a degree in civil engineering, and then I moved back to the coast. So I graduated college in 2004. And, and went to work for a private engineering firm down here. And uh, then the next year, 
we had a little storm blow in and uh, it just you know devastated life as we all knew it. But on the other side of that, um, it was engineers that they had got to play a role in rebuilding everything along the Gulf Coast. And so I was really fortunate and blessed to be able to work on on lots of fun projects and had like learned lots of things after Hurricane Katrina. So I got to work on Beach Boulevard in Pascagoula, Beach Boulevard in Ocean Springs, um, did some uh, cleanup work all, all along Highway 90 in Biloxi. And um, to the company that I worked for, we were, we had the bridge contract for Jackson and Harrison County. So we had to go around and inspect every single bridge, like entire big bridges, um, but then also really small ones. So we, we did inspections to make sure that they were still structurally sound. And um, so, you know, hurricane efforts took a, a good four years, five years, really to just start seeing things finalized and your know, grass is growing. Um, so that kept me busy for a while. And, and so I was 29 years old and I got pregnant for the first time. And, um, unfortunately that pregnancy ended, uh, to, with a stillbirth and, um, I was, so I had to go to the hospital and of course have a procedure to, to remove the fetus. And, um, and afterwards I was prescribed pain medication. Now, I had been prescribed pain, pain medication before. It's not like it was the first time. Um, and But at that juncture in my life, I did not have the coping skills to process grief. Um, I didn't understand anything about mental health. And quite frankly, Ricky, addiction just wasn't on my radar. You know, I, 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 I was arrogant in the fact that I thought addiction didn't happen to college educated, you know, professionals out in the world. Um, but I had a rude awakening because addiction um, came up at, you know, to a 30 year old woman. I turned 30 during all of this and, and it derailed my life. And, um, and I just took a nosedive and in, into addiction and which included um, in all, going into the criminal justice system and the repercussions that come from that, going to treatment twice, um, and and then being court ordered to go to treatment. Um, but I I found recovery. I have now been in recovery for almost seven years, and uh, the happy ending to that story is that in 2015, God finally gave me that that little baby girl that I had always prayed for. Um, my daughter Stella was born and, um, and she is happy, thriving, and has been the most beautiful gift of my recovery is Stella for sure. I, so, I had the, the DA of Jackson Green in George County on Angela uh, Myers McElrath in the last few mm -hmm. days. And one of the things that she always talked about is that there, there are some people who are not good for society and they need to go to jail. There are mm -hmm. other people that if we, if we handled this correctly, we can, there can be redemption in their story. And, and so she works really hard to say, okay, where is, where is someone who's done something criminal or whatever? Where is it someone that is 
bad for society, a bad person, and they need to be mm-hmm. away so they can't cause harm to other people. And where is it that as someone who is really down on their luck, has experienced some difficult times, but there's redemption in there, and how do you sort through that? Yours is a story of redemption. And um, and people had to hang in there with you, because I heard you, I heard you mention yeah. you, you've gone through uh, treatment a couple of times, but I've heard people go through tra- treatment 20, 30 times. And yeah. still, and still find themselves, and still find redemption, and still are clean today. Um, it's so important not to give up on people, isn't it? It is incredibly important. You know, for me, um, I thought that the reason that my addiction started and happened, and um, I thought that all of that was because of of what happened when I was. 29 and 30, right? The loss of that pregnancy. I, and, and so I kept just trying to point at that. But wh- while I was in treatment, the therapist explained to me, especially the last time that I was there, they explained to me, they said, you know, addiction happens by things that happen in your childhood, by childhood experiences, childhood traumas. Uh, and, and you've got to go back to your entire emotional development stage and and figure out what those things were. So when I finally understood that that my uh, maladaptive coping skill choices, you know, uh, I chose, you know, when life got really hard for me, um, I chose to numb. Well, I had to go back and do some deep work and look at where did I learn that in my childhood? Where did I learn to escape and numb instead of instead of feeling and expressing and being honest about what I was going through? And when I learned that, it was just a game changer for me. You know, and then I was able to learn new healthy coping skills. Right. And so uh, it's a common myth that once you get into recovery, life is just all like sunshine and rainbows. Like life is is normal. We have good days and we have hard days, and we have disappointments, and you know we have frustrating days uh, with our kids. Um, but now I have healthier coping skills. I don't need to escape when I have a bad day, right? I need to to take a nap or go to a yoga class. Um, so. Well, we're having a conversation with Angela Millette, who's the director of, out, of outreach for End It for Good. She has a very compelling story uh, of resiliency and redemption. And, and now she's really sort of dedicated her life to helping others find their way through. And because we, we are in the midst of a pandemic, that's not a pandemic. Uh, uh, well, it actually is in a way, if you think about yeah. the, the drug situation. But the reality is... But there's a major problem in America today, and Mississippi is, is not immune to that. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about our organization and just how bad the problem is. We'll see you. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. You've heard me talk about my 
friendship with the, the Roberts family, um, Lucy Marion Roberts, Robin Roberts' mother, uh, was a very, very dear friend. And, you know, Robin often says, make your mess your message. And our, our guest uh, in, this, in this section of the, of the show today, Angela Millette, Director of Outreach for End It For Good, really has done that. She's made her, her mess, her message, and uh, she's very determined. And uh, you've, uh, you, had a, you had a turning point in your life, and you really decided not only to change your life, but to help others change theirs as well. I mean, it's been your, it's been your message. Yeah, and it was literally a turning point, a U-turn <laughs> to be exact. Um, so I was in early recovery, um, and and my daughter turned two years old, and I thought, okay, well, it's time for her to, to go to daycare so she can be around some other kids, and I'm going to go back to work. And so I was on my way to a job interview, and on the way there, I caught myself thinking of, really thinking of lies or excuses. I was like, okay, so at this interview, if they ask why I haven't worked for the past couple of years, what am I going to say? And and at the time I was on drug court. And so drug court requires uh, random testing and, and appearances. And I said, what am I, you know, thinking, what am I going to, how am I going to explain that to them? And I just said, you know what, I, I'm not doing this. And I, I literally did a U-turn in the middle of Old Canton Road in Jackson, Mississippi, and said, I am, I am not going back to a workplace or anywhere where I have to lie about the things I've been through. And that was, I did a U-turn in the road and I went home and because I had to really process this. <laughs> and so I did not go to that interview. Um, and then I, it was like, when I made that decision, doors just started opening. Um, within a few months, I was hired as the outreach coordinator for the state's opioid campaign, which allowed me to work for the governor's opioid and heroin task force. Uh, so now this was 2017. So it was Governor Bryant. Um, and I met you know, so incredible people who served on that task force. And we hosted over 40 town halls across the state talking about the opioid epidemic, helping people get into treatment. Um, and and so that's really kind of where it began, that you turn in the road and that decision where I, I'm not I'm not going to lie or hide about my past. I'm going to share it so that other people can know they they can do it too. And so that eventually led to my being involved with End It For Good. And, and so a few things happened on this journey of learning about treatment in our state, drug policies, and how drug policy affects everything, right? So if you, if you zoom all the way out, right, zoom out with me now, if you zoom all the way out and you look at all these systems in our state that are broken, right? So we can look at our prison system, which I, I, I know that they're working hard. The new commissioner is making changes over there. Um, but our prison system in the state of Mississippi uh, needs massive amounts of change. Our treatment systems, you know, Department of Mental Health does an, an incredible job with the little tiny bit of resources they have. And, and I mean, you can call treatment centers right now and there are three, four, five week waiting periods just to get somebody in a bed. And 
and people with fentanyl today, people die in three, four, five weeks. Um, and, you know, we can look at our, our child welfare system. We can look at human trafficking. There's so many areas that are affected by drug policies. So what that says to me, you know, with this engineering mind is if you think of like uh, an engineering system or the scientific method, you have to isolate where the flaws are in the system before you can revise any of it. Right. So a zoomed out approach really looks at, okay, so the one thing that dictates what happens in all these systems is our drug policies. And so I spent several years researching why that is, you know, looking at the history of our drug laws, looking at the history of um, our responses to drugs in our society. And, and I think that that we need to rethink some things. And so that's the message that we share at End It For Good. We ask people to zoom out with us. Let's look at how we got here and let's look if there might be a better path forward. Angela, what's so interesting about your story <clears throat> as we begin to kind of wind down this segment, we will definitely pick the conversation, uh, conversation up on future shows, is that because, not just because of your experience, but because of your training, Engineers are, sol are about solving problems. They're, they're about really defining what the battle plan is going to be, and I mean, to the infinite detail. By, by yeah. combining your experience with your engineering background, you're all about you know, solving problems and finding solutions. You actually feel like you can make a difference, don't you? And we have less than a minute left. Uh, yes. You know, I, I do believe that, that we can make a difference. I don't know that I can make it by myself, I, but we collectively in the state of Mississippi can make a big difference. And I would love to continue the conversation with you, Ricky. Um, it's been fun. So yeah, let's do it again. It has been. Do a search on End It For Good. Uh, this has been Angela Millat, who is the director of outreach there. <clears throat> we will definitely continue the conversation because any any conversations we can have that will help parents and, and anyone who may be struggling with addiction or know someone who is, um, you know, we, we need to solve some problems in America, and we got some work to do. It's been a pleasure. All right. Have a good day. You too. Have a, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.